The following is a Network Newswire audio production. As a multifaceted financial news and publishing company, Network Newswire uses its network of more than 5,000 key distribution outlets, as well as other corporate communication tools, to introduce private and public companies to a wide audience of investors, consumers, journalists, and the general public. Our reputation for highly efficient communication strategies is based on the experience and relationships our team has in the space. It is Network Newswire's unwavering commitment to connect the investment community with companies that have great potential and a strong dedication to building shareholder value. The following interview features a client of Network Newswire. Network Newswire may have been compensated for the production of this interview. Please be sure to read our entire disclaimer for full disclosure. Thank you, and here today as your host is Stuart Smith. Welcome one, welcome all to this online business briefing, and thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to our program where we shine a spotlight on some of the smartest and freshest plays here in the small and microcap markets today. And to that end, we are joined today by Wildflower Brands Incorporated. Now, their ticker symbol here in the States on the OTC QB is WLDFF. On the Canadian Stock Exchange, it's SUN, just like it sounds, S-U-N. And on the Frankfurt, it's R-S-P. And we are joined today by the CEO of the company, William McLean. William, how are you today? I'm well, Stuart. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for taking time to call in, speak to your company shareholders, as well as the listeners to this program. So for those not familiar with your company, let's start there. Let's describe Wildflower Brands and its followings. Okay, well, Wildflower Brands is a parent company that has a few other companies and brands underneath it. Essentially, uh, if you were to describe us as a wheel, the hub of the wheel is, is cannabis or hemp-based plants. And then from there, we have various revenue streams and various companies underneath that brand that we're working with. Well, let's dig a little deeper, too. Who would you consider some of your industry peers? Well, our main source right now of revenue and our main focus is our Wildflower Wellness uh, brand, which is essentially hemp-based and CBD-based products. We're currently in over 300 stores in the U.S. We're uh, in about 160 to 70 regulated cannabis stores in the Washington state market. And if you were to look at sort of the industry uh, that we're focused on and and perhaps competitors, you know, you'd be looking at something like perhaps Dixie Licks or uh, Mary Medicinals and and Lord Jones would probably be the ones that were closest. Uh, Not all have the same product offering, but uh, together those three would probably cover most of our product lines. Well, very good. Listeners, you're very familiar with Dixie Elixirs. We did a series of interviews with Trip Keeper back in the day, so you can refer back to those. Well, let's then talk about the end user, such as the clients. It looks like you're going to the dispensary, but it looks like there's other outreaches as well. So who would you consider the end user, the clients? Our end user are, are consumers that are looking for a different answer to the wellness side of their health. I think there's a very strong movement globally uh, away from the pharmaceutical chemical type of uh, medication to to one that's more based on holistic health, which essentially uh, involves a lot of plant-based remedies. But the the end goal is to make sure your body is in equilibrium and balance to be able to have its strongest immune system and to be able to help in any sort of ailments and, and, of course, with the aging process and the inflammation and and, and issues that we go through as we, as we grow older. 
Listeners, the company's been prolific with its news as well as its production as a company, so I do encourage you to check out that newswire. Also, I want you to learn more about the company and its products at buywildflower.com. Well, you're the CEO and founder of Wildflower Brands. Let's look back at its history, William. Let's talk a little bit about the growth since starting as a private company to where it is today as a public company. Sure. I started out most of my career being in sales and marketing in some capacity or another. You go back about seven years, maybe eight years, um, there was a strong shift in the Canadian market to medicinal marijuana, medicinal cannabis. And in looking at that, I saw a great opportunity because of the fact that it was uh, a black market and and an illegal market, that there were no well-established brands that really uh, addressed the needs of the consumers. So... My goal from the very beginning was to curate and develop very high-end products that were very effective and put them under a brand that could connect with all consumers, not just the consumers that are, that are involved in the cannabis industry currently, but the new consumers that are looking for a different approach to their health that uh, is more mainstream. Cannabis will be mainstream in the future. It is a plant that has a deep embedded history with humans, and there's a reason why this magnificent plant plugs into a, our endocannabinoid system like a lock and key that would be one in a bazillion. Uh, we don't understand why it works that way. We haven't had the ability to do the R&D based on the regulations, but we've definitely had access to our end consumer based on some of the other brands that we're working with and, and the fact that we have uh, retail dispensers here in Vancouver that we were able to do a lot of market research before we went to market with any products. Well, I haven't heard it put that way before, but I think that is an excellent analogy, a locking key, and I couldn't agree with you more. It's uh, We are in lockstep with this in for far too long. It has been for lack of better words, demonized by those who wanted to make profits elsewhere. So let's move on and let's talk about the states here and kind of go coast to coast. In California, you've got 14 licenses, specifically Los Angeles. Can you elaborate on this side of your business and how this came into Wildflower Brands? And then we'll look at what you're doing in New York. Absolutely. So our initial launch into the uh, U.S. market was in Washington State. And we learned a lot with that initial launch. Um, What we learned was that it was very difficult to steal shelf space and to get shelf space when it was already allocated. The retailers were dealing with vendors that they were familiar with. They didn't like to rock the boat. And, uh, and at the end of, it, of the day, there were no products in market that were of the same quality uh, as our products. So at the end of the day, higher quality uh, means higher cost, and there was a lot of resistance to that. So knowing uh, what happened in the Washington state market and seeing the newly emerging legal market in California being the largest global market that that has opened up, we realized we got to be here on the ground floor and we got to be able to get our product and our brand out there now as opposed to later when it would be a lot more difficult to get the market share. So that was the impetus to our our move to California. Uh, We were able to connect and find a company that uh, was very rare in the fact that it had every single license that you can get from cultivation to uh, manufacturing and processing to delivery and retail, uh, not just for medical, but also for recreational for the entire state and for the, uh, the city of L.A. So that ended up being at that time 17 licenses 
they have started sort of merging some of the licenses. Right now, it's 14 licenses. By the time all the final licenses are, are distributed, it might be uh, even less at that point. But the point being is it's given us access to this market for, for the launch of our CBD-based products, and, uh, and uh, we couldn't be happier with that. Well, you also have a focus in New York. Can you describe how that is working and what your vision is with the current partnerships there? Yeah, the, the impetus to going to New York uh, and, and Manhattan more specifically, we had a wellness company uh, that was called the Alchemist Kitchen that reached out to us. That Alchemist Kitchen uh, came about through a, a community of holistic wellness professionals and consumers uh, that, that essentially worked together to find plant-based remedies, to uh, inform the public, to, to have seminars. And then they eventually turned it into a brick-and-mortar store. Uh, they went through all the possible CBD products that they could find and, and quickly landed on Wildflower as one of the top premier products. Uh, we started wholesaling to them uh, a few years ago, and they quickly became our number one retailer. Based on that relationship, they, they are what we consider trendsetters. And uh, what we saw was a lot of our wholesale accounts and new markets that opened up would go to New York They'd find our products there, and then they would uh, contact us. Uh, we can wholesale and distribute directly to them. But where we saw the biggest lift and the biggest upside on that relationship was that it spurred a whole bunch of other wellness companies to want to carry our products there. We are now in over 20 stores in Manhattan alone, and uh, New York accounts for 40% of our online revenues. That was the, the real impetus in, in getting into that market in that way, and it's really paid off huge dividends on, on the e-commerce side. Well, I was going to ask you that as well. Is there an easy way for people to know and find where your products can be found? Absolutely. If you go to buywildflower.com, uh, you'll see all our products available. Uh, you can order them online and get them shipped directly to, to your home. Excellent. Well, now you've been immersed in this industry and obviously we both see eye to eye on your take on where it's going and how it's evolving. But how about your company's position within this industry? How do you see that evolving? Uh, I see us being a leader in the industry. We are now being courted by multiple distribution companies all over the world. We're working on multiple states in the EU. Uh, We've just recently announced uh, our, our launch into the Polish market. We've also are working on deals in, in, in South Africa and in Asia and multiple markets there. So I really see this being a global brand that will be recognized as a premier wellness brand. And, and right now, there, it is a big movement on the health side, and, and cannabis is also a very new cannabis, specifically CBD, it has also been at the forefront of, of a lot of, uh, of research recently and, and and a lot of interest from from the wellness side. Yeah, let's dig into that a little deeper, what you just mentioned, the recent partnership in the European Union, because listeners, that news is out April 16th, 2019, using that ticker symbol again here in the States, WLDFF, and on the Canadian Stock Exchange, SUN. Let's talk a little bit about the Two Towers and the LOI acquiring City Cannabis. Let's dig deeper in that. Two Towers is essentially a, a distribution company that was established in the early 90s where its foundation came from the ownership of 14 different pharmacies uh, in that market. And then it just expanded into distribution on a much larger level, mainly pharmaceutical-based products. But as I mentioned to you, there's 
a new movement on the wellness side from plant-based remedies. And so they, they approached us after curating every CBD uh, brand that they, they could find in U.S. and Canada and said, you're the company that we want to launch with. They have a lot of experience dealing with the, the government agencies because they've been in business so long there. So they were able to get import codes for all our products, and they have a couple of products uh, that they're putting through what would be their version of, I guess, Health Canada or the FDA in the U.S. So we expect to launch into that market in the next uh, few months. That will open up the entire EU market because once we're in the EU and once we conform with all those regulations for importation, it comes. It becomes much easier for us to then distribute into the UK, Spain, Italy, France, and all these other markets that we're looking at currently. Well, I asked you what you thought your position was within this industry, and you said it's to be a leader. And one of the things that happens when you are a leader is the attraction of institutional capital. Uh, You've got institutional capital partners of Industrial Alliance Securities and Sprott Capital. Uh, There's recently a capital raise. So that's a validation of what you're saying. Again, finding this institutional capital. Absolutely. We've we've, uh, funded this company uh, with private investors from, from the very beginning. And uh, when we were talking about CBD and wellness and what we were trying to do four and five years ago, uh, nobody understood it. Nobody believed that it would be anything major. It was very difficult to attract institutional money at that point in time. So what we did was we relied on our private investors and we relied on building a very strong foundation to our company and just growing it organically from there. And, uh, and soon enough, we had some analysts kind of reach out to us. They wanted to know what was going on. And, and for the first time, they were able to and willing to jump on a plane and go look at what we had going on in California and in Washington and in here in Vancouver. And we essentially blew them away. They couldn't believe it. We had multiple institutions fighting over uh, leadership uh, of this financing that we currently have in place. And, and the consortium that we picked was, uh, like you mentioned, Industrial Alliance and Sprott, just because... They haven't done a lot of cannabis deals, and they they were able to really focus a lot more attention on us and what our needs were and working with us and looking not only what our short-term goals are, but also what our long-term goals are and how they would be able to address and and be able to fulfill those needs. So based on all my meetings with all the other institutions, these were the two that I felt were were most aligned with what our values were, and, and now we're working together. Well, William, we've covered so much here today, and I appreciate your insight as well as your candor. Uh, anything left on the table to talk about? Well, we're working on quite a few things behind closed doors. They're, they're, they're quite material and they're quite significant in the development of our company. But unfortunately, at this point, I can't really talk about it. But uh, I have a feeling in the next four to six weeks, another interview would be in order. And we'll be able to update you on a lot of very exciting things that we're working on right now. Well, excellent. We will be here and be ready to do that interview. Uh, Thanks once again for your time here today. Listeners, that's William McLean. He's CEO of Wildflower Brands Incorporated, traded on the Canadian Stock Exchange under that ticker symbol SUN on the OTC, QB under the ticker symbol WLDFF, and on the Frankfurt Exchange under the ticker symbol RSP. For William McLean, this is Stuart Smith saying thanks so much for listening. 
This audio interview is an original broadcast provided by Network Newswire, a multifaceted financial news and publishing company delivering a new generation of corporate communication solutions, including news aggregation and syndication, social communication, and enhanced news release services. Network Newswire may receive payments for corporate communications relations, as well as various press releases and social media solutions provided to its clients. You should assume that officers and directors of Network Newswire or financial analysts mentioned hold a position in and may intend to trade these securities for their own accounts. This interview is not an offer or recommendation to buy or sell securities. Information in this broadcast is presented solely for informative purposes and is not intended to be nor should it be construed as investment advice. As in all investments, investment in the featured company carries an investment risk. Listeners should review the company thoroughly with a registered investment advisor or registered stockbroker. This audio interview by Network Newswire does not purport to be a complete study of the featured company or other companies mentioned. Information used in statements of fact have been obtained from the featured company and other sources, but not verified nor guaranteed by Network Newswire as to completeness or accuracy. Such information is subject to change without notice. Please see our full disclaimers and disclosures at networknewswire.com.